Well, good morning. It is Friday, February 10th, 2023. Friday, February 10th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Got a lot of stuff today. A lot of stuff today. Um, and don't forget, today is Friday, so don't forget to look for that Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. That's when politicians throw something out there late in the afternoon on Friday or on Saturday in the hopes that it'll disappear in the 24-hour news cycle. Who knows what it could be with George Santos still in Congress. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming every day. It's very nice of you. Uh, And if you can, uh, bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. And tweet to me questions insights or come fight with me at cyberclops c-y-b-e-r-c-l-o-p-s on the twitters huge things going on in moldova right now uh if you remember and we've talked about moldova several times in transnistria moldova is on the western side of ukraine sandwiched between ukraine and romania uh, and that's where that unrecognized toenail of transnistria is on Moldova's eastern border along that river. I can't, I can't think of the name of that river right there. Uh, Transnistria is a sliver of Russian rebels uh, in between Moldova and Ukraine. Uh, yesterday, Moldova's intelligence service said that Russia was acting to destabilize the former Soviet country following comments by Ukraine's president that Kyiv had intercepted a plan by Moscow. Uh, Moldova's Intelligence and Security Service said in a statement, SIS, which is the Intelligence and Secret Service, uh, SIS confirms that both from the information presented by our Ukrainian partner and also from our our, uh, operative activities, subversive activities with the aim of undermining the Republic of Moldova, of destabilizing and violating the public order were identified. Earlier yesterday, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Volodymyr Zelensky uh, addressing an EU summit told EU heads of government that Kyiv had intercepted the plan for the destruction of Moldova by Russian intelligence. He said, this document shows who, when, and how It is going to break the democracy of Moldova and establish control over Moldova. Okay, so you think that this is just Kiev, you know, trying to uh, 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 speak negatively on Russia? You think that's what it is? No. Adding that he had immediately warned Chisinau of the of the uh, threat, he added that Kiev did not know whether Moscow indeed gave an order to follow that plan. In a statement, SIS, which is that Moldova's secret service, 
SIS said it could not give any more details because there's the risk of jeopardizing different ongoing operational activities. It added, we are reassuring Moldova's citizens that all the state institutions are working at full capacity and won't allow this kind of provocation. So, then... A press release from President Maya Sandu's office said, Our institutions are working to ensure the country's security and are using all the information, uh, informational help of partners to anticipate and prevent any attempts to undermine our state. Now let's add to that. Earlier, at a surprise press briefing, and, and who knows, this could have something to do with this announcement from uh, Zelensky uh, at the EU. Uh, Prime Minister of uh, Moldova, Natalia Gavrilita, announced she was resigning together with her pro-Western government. Gavrilita said, If our government had had the same support at home as we had from our European partners, we could have advanced further and faster. Moldova is entering a new phase, one in which security is our priority. Moldova's uh, pro-Western president, Maya Sandu, has now nominated her defense, defense advisor, Dorian Resian, to be prime minister, hours after the resignation, uh, resignation of the previous government. Now, let's add to that. Then a Russian missile flew into Moldovan airspace. The Moldovan Foreign Ministry announced Friday it would summon the Russian ambassador over the unacceptable violation of Moldova's airspace by a Russian missile which flew over the country as part of an extensive Russian attack on Ukraine. I, You know, I think Moldova needs to be helped, and they should be given aid to expel Transnistria because that's the danger here because Russia is in Moldova right when in Transnistria and Transnistria I call it the toenail of Moldova because it's like a sliver right the most serious part of all this and the latest missile attack is Romania Romania is a NATO state, right next to Moldova. A missile, possibly, that missile that flew over Moldovan airspace may have first went over Romanian airspace. Bucharest has denied that Russian missiles flew over Romania, countering uh, Kiev's claim that uh, two of Moscow's rocket, rockets cr uh, crossed the NATO members' airspace on their way to Ukraine. Now, I'm not sure where this originated from, but the Romanian Defense Ministry said a Russian missile launched off a ship near Crimea crossed into Moldovan airspace about 35 kilometers, which is like 22 miles, northeast of the Romanian border before hitting Ukraine. Okay, so... If you, if you, uh, the Black Sea is south of Ukraine, which is south of Moldova and south of Romania. If there is a ship in the Black Sea, it could fly over um, uh, Romania, crossing into Ukraine, and then crossing over Moldova before hitting Ukraine 
Again, if you look at how uh, the borders are laid out, that could happen. I don't know if that happened. Uh, The Romanian Air Force surveillance system detected today an air target, most likely a cruise missile launched from a Russian ship in the Black Sea sea near the Crimean Peninsula. Um, Now, if you remember, that's where the uh, Sevastopol, the air base is, uh, the Crimean Peninsula. Uh, right on the Black Sea, okay? For that missile to go through Romania, it would have to be targeted deep southwest Ukraine. But still, violating NATO airspace could provoke a serious response, including an Article 5. I don't know yet if this missile actually went into Romanian airspace. They're part of NATO, which would mean World War II. But, uh, uh, okay. They're saying that it did not go into uh, their airspace, so we don't know yet. We, I, I'm sure th- we're going to check everything. A second missile violated Moldovan airspace. Uh, Commander-in-Chief of Ukraine Armed Forces, Ukrainian General Valery Zaluzhny, uh, said two caliper missiles launched from the Black Sea had entered Moldovan airspace then flew into Romanian airspace before entering Ukraine now to do that it would seem likely it would mean it would have to cross over Moldova go into Romania and then curve around into Ukraine if, if, if you look at a map, you'll see how that's difficult. It's not impossible, but it is difficult. So that seems unlikely. It is more possible that the missile flew over Romanian airspace before crossing into uh, 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 crossing over the southern part of Ukraine into Moldova, Moldovan airspace. If it hit Romanian airspace at all, that seems more likely. Anyway, you got to look at a map to understand anything of what I'm saying. Uh, the the uh, the Ukrainska Pravda media outlet quoted the Air Force spokesperson saying separately that Ukraine couldn't could shoot down the missiles, but it did not because it did not want to endanger civilians in foreign countries. So this plays out as a standard operating procedure for Russia. And this is why it could have flown over... Uh, oh, man, this is so confusing. It could have flown over Moldova. Just, just There's like a little piece of Moldova that goes into Ukraine. It's kind of hard to explain right there along the Black Sea. Um, standard operating procedure for Russia... Firing from places Ukraine cannot defend against, like Zaporizhia, the power plant. Ukraine can't fire that direction. So firing over an area right next to Romania and then possibly going into their airspace is something Russia would do because they know Ukraine can't fire missiles in that direction. Watch today. 
The NATO North Atlantic Council may have a security uh, uh, briefing or meeting, and the UN may have a Security Council meeting today to discuss what actually happened. And this is a little scary. We have to see where these missiles actually crossed, and we'd like to hear that. In the meantime, there's also the tense situation uh, because of that article written that that, uh, the United States uh, did the um, Nord Stream pipeline uh, bombing, which I, I also doubt. Anyway, uh, moving on to more Russian Russian stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, watch watch what happens today. See what they say about what actually happened with the missiles. I'm sure it'll be cleared up. Uh, Switzerland has rejected a request to allow Spain to re-export Swiss-made anti-aircraft guns to Ukraine. The government said Spain's request for a waiver of the non-re-export obligation was examined in the light of the same criteria as an export of war material from Switzerland. Now, you see, if Switzerland uh, is neutral, they don't want their weapons that they've sold to be used in war, unless it's for the express defense of the country they were sold to. Um, Anyway, as they were saying, the requests were therefore answered in the negative. Uh, Switzerland's War Material Act does not allow the export of war materials if the destination country is involved in an international, uh, in, in an internal or international uh, uh, armed conflict. I, I mean, why do you think the term "I'm Switzerland" came into being? Uh, however, sending weapons to Ukraine is becoming a sensitive topic in Switzerland as the population favors repealing the provision just because of Russia. Because Russia is, is being a real dick. and everybody, The entire world is realizing, realizing this. Sweden and Norway never wanted to join NATO. And then when Russia did this, they suddenly said, I, I, we got to do this. You know, this is changing everything in the world, what Russia has done. Uh, A British Ministry of Defense update says Russian forces have likely made tactical gains in two key sectors since February 7th. The ministry says on the northern outskirts of the Donbass town of Bakhmut, Wagner Group forces have pushed two to three kilometers further west, controlling countryside near the M-03 main route into town. Okay, now this is what they said is kind of misleading. Because the M03 uh, route goes northwest to southeast uh, and is northeast on the border of Bakhmut and does not actually go through the town. I mean, it, it skirts right there on the edge. I mean, I think the edge of the freeway is actually the edge of town in one little piece, you know, like a, like a, a couple hundred yards maybe. Uh, Ukrainian defense mis- minister. Oleksiy Reznikov said Kyiv would only use weapons provided by the U.S. to target Russian forces on Ukrainian territory. But Alexei Polshuk, a department head of the Russian Foreign Ministry, told RIA, uh, Novosti News uh, Agency, uh, the Russian arm of the news agency, there can be no trust in such statements because the Ukrainian authorities have time and again demonstrated their untrustworthiness and inability to make agreements. Uh, oh. Excuse me, that's Russia saying that about somebody else? 
about the inability to keep to agreements or to make agreements? Wow. Wow. <laughs> A Ukrainian presidential advisor has reiterated calls for Western, Western allies to provide a, a, attack excuse me, provide Kyiv with long-range missiles and fighter jets after the Russian missile and drone attack uh, today. Mikhailo Podlyak wrote on Twitter, Russia has been striking at Ukrainian cities all night and morning. Their intention is the same, mass destruction and killing. Adding, enough talk and political hesitation. Only fast key decisions, long-range missiles, fighter jets, operational supplies, logistics for Ukraine or else genocide genocide can't be stopped. And we've talked about, um, you know, the genocide back in the, uh, uh, when was that? No, 30, was that the 30s or the 40s? 31, 31 through 33. Um, oh, man, what is the term? I was just talking about it with my landlord the other day because he's Polish. Uh, anyway, uh, a French president, Emmanuel Macron, has not ruled out sending fighter jets to Ukraine at some point, but says the, that Kyiv needs more immediate military firepower. Uh, Polish Prime Minister Matus Morawiecki, who has strongly supported Ukraine throughout the war, says NATO must act together on jets for Ukraine. Uh, Kremlin spokespuppet Dmitry Pesky Peskov said it would be Ukrainians who suffer if Britain or other Western countries supply fighter jets to Kyiv. And of course, they say the same thing about anything that gets supplied, about HIMARS. Ukraine will suffer. About tanks. Ukraine will suffer. And we know what happened with HIMARS. Uh, uh, Ukraine is using those HIMARS and kicking ass. <clears throat> oh, let me get some coffee here. Actually, I'm, I'm doing I'm doing the mocha today, you know, because uh, I'm gonna go out and get coffee in a few minutes. Man, I hope you're gonna have a good Friday. You guys gonna have a good Friday? A spokesperson for the German Defense Ministry said that sending fighter jets to Ukraine is not an issue for Germany. Uh, not meaning that they aren't going to do it, but, well, anyway. A foreign ministry spokesperson, uh, a spokesperson said, that is not an issue for us. This is not a debate at the moment, which means they, they might be thinking about it, but they haven't been debating it yet. In Kharkiv which is uh, just over the border from Russia, like, what is that, like five miles away from the Russian border or something like that? Governor Oleg Sinehubov said critical infrastructure facilities were targeted, resulting in fires that were quickly put out. He said nobody was injured, but some parts of the city were without power. Uh, Farther uh, south, local official Anatoly Kurtev said energy and industrial infrastructure suffered damage suffered damage in Zaporizhia, uh, that's the city, not the region, leaving sections of the city without electricity. That's where the nuclear power plant is. Ukraine's energy minister said earlier today that Russia had hit power facilities in six Ukrainian regions, forcing authorities to launch emergency electricity shutdowns across most of the country. Ukraine's leading electricity producer, DTEK, said four thermal power plants were damaged in uh, Russian missile attacks 
In a statement, it said that according to preliminary information, two employees had been wounded. A Ukraine's Air Force said today the enemy struck cities and critical infrastructure facilities, adding that the Russians had deployed seven Iranian-made drones, six caliber cruise missiles, and up to 35 anti-aircraft guided missiles in a series of massive attacks. Explosions were reported in Kyiv. Uh, grid operator Ukrainergo uh, 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 said high-voltage facilities in eastern, southern, and western Ukraine were hit by Russian missiles disrupting power supplies. Maxim Marshenko, regional governor of the southern region of Odessa, said enemy aviation is in the air and ships which can carry caliber uh, missiles are in the sea. The enemy launched the missiles. The air alert will be long. Please do not uh, ignore the air alert sirens and go to the shelters. Mayor Vitali, can I buy a Val Klitschko, said on Telegram, according to the Air Defense Forces, 10 missiles were shot down over Kiev. There is damage to electrical networks. There are no casualties. Energy workers are working to restore networks. <clears throat> Czech Foreign Minister Jan Lipovsky said that the Czech Olympic Committee rejected the idea of athletes from Russia and Belarus returning to international competitions as long as Russia's war against Ukraine continues. Uh, Joining with Kyiv, I suppose. However, the Czech Republic does not plan to boycott the Paris Olympic Games next year if athletes from the two countries are allowed to participate. So I guess it's joining Kyiv but lacking teeth. Now that I have your attention, let's move on. Let's try and fix the rest of the world. (sighs) Let's start with Turkey. We doubled again since yesterday. Nearly 22,000 dead so far in both uh, Turkey and uh, Syria as a result of the earthquake in Turkey. Turkey 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 As we talked about yesterday, we had the first convoy convoy of aid to cross into Syria from Turkey four days after the quake. Turkey? Turkey. I'm going to call it Turkey. That seems to be easier. It's going to be difficult, this transition into calling it Turkey. Uh, The war in Syria has made it difficult with Turkish troops in the northwest Assad in the south, all the way to uh, to Israel, and Kurdish forces to the east. The problem is, Syrian Foreign Minister Fassad Mcdad says any aid it receives must go through the capital of Damascus. Uh, Damascus is, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. He said the Syrian state is ready to allow aid to enter into all regions, provided that it does not reach terrorist armed groups. The ridiculousness of this is unimaginable. Uh, Damascus is about 200 miles south of where the aid is needed, and the aid needed is not in Assad's areas. Uh, uh, Damascus is in uh, the Assad area. It's needed in the northeast near the epicenter, uh, which is the... um, Turkish uh, backed rebels that leaves rebel held areas reliant on aid um, groups including the UN millions living in rebel held areas of northern Syria were already suffering from the effects of extreme poverty 
and a cholera outbreak when the quake hit. The scale of the challenge is amplified by the fact that affected areas in both Turkey and Syria are facing colder than normal temperatures. It's getting, it's very cold over there. Yesterday, under mounting pressure from rights groups and relief organizations on the ground, the Biden administration issued a temporary license authorizing all transactions related to earthquake relief that would be otherwise prohibited by U.S. sanctions on Syria. Uh, Deputy Treasury Secretary Wally Adayemo said, as international allies and humanitarian partners mobilized to help those affected, I want to make very clear that U.S. sanctions in Syria will not stand in the way of life-saving efforts for the Syrian people. While U.S. sanctions programs already contain robust exemptions for humanitarian efforts, today Treasury is issuing a blanket general license to authorize earthquake relief efforts so that those providing assistance can focus on what's needed most, saving lives and rebuilding. Uh, The sanctions relief will be in effect for 180 days, six months. So now we move on to the balloon. The Luft balloon. Uh, The balloon was apparently monitoring Communications. I guess the non-luft balloon now, right? Uh, the balloon was apparently monitoring communications. Yesterday, officials disclosed new information about the capabilities of Chinese surveillance. Uh, the Chinese surveillance balloon. A senior State Department official said the balloon was capable of conducting signals, intelligence collections, operations, and was part of a fleet that had flown over more than forty countries across five continents. The <clears throat> <clears throat> the official said, We know the PRC used these balloons for surveillance. High resolution imagery from U 2 flybys uh, show that the high altitude balloon was capable of conducting signals, intelligence, collection operations. So the information they have isn't even from the recovery effort yet. They have little, little information from that, but it's from the U 2 spy plane that flew. The, the spying over the spying. We spied on them spying on us with a U-2. Uh, signals intelligence refers to information that is gathered by electronic means. That's what they were doing. Uh, things like communications and radars. I think one of the issues is if you know the signal used to uh, uh, communicate codes, you can jam it or intercept it. Uh, The FBI has started its initial stages of evaluating the pieces of the balloon that were recovered and brought to the FBI lab in Quantico for analysis. Uh, You know, I'm thinking at this point, any balloon that comes uh, as soon as it enters airspace at this point, it's going to get shot down, even if, if it is in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, which is very, very deep over there. We're talking very deep. <laughs> it's not like the East Coast where there's a continental shelf, right? Um, uh, only evidence that was on the surface of the ocean has been delivered to the FBI uh, analytics analysts so far, which includes the canopy itself, the wiring, and then a very small amount of electronics. Uh, might be, uh, the electronics might be part of the, um, uh, the solar panels also, so we're not sure. 
Uh, much of the payload still needs to be recovered from the bottom of the ocean, but that shouldn't be long because it's along, like I said, the U.S. continental shelf. The officials added that uh, understanding the components of the balloon is vital intelligence and could be important pieces of evidence for future criminal charges that could be brought. According to a Capitol Hill briefing, the order to send, and this is international charges, the order to send the balloon was dispatched without Chinese President Xi Jinping's knowledge. That's what they said, which I I, I kind of find, find hard to believe, you know, because he's such a micromanager. Uh, many Republicans were attacking the administration on the handling of the balloon, but Mitt Romney had a different take. He believes the U.S. made a right decision to wait before it uh, before shooting it down. Uh, Romney said, I believe that the administration, the president, our military and intelligence agency, agencies acted skillfully and with care. At the same time, their capabilities are extraordinarily impressive. Was everything done 100, 100% correctly? I cannot imagine that would be the case of almost anything we do. But I came away more confident. He was talking about after the uh, briefing. Um, You know, I wonder if he's going to try and run again. You know, if he's going to try and run again. After that last time he tried to run and that problem with him uh, not caring about about the middle class and the poor. That in that statement that he made at that Republican thing that he went to. The video's on YouTube if you want to see what he said. It's pretty damning. (laughs) I don't think he can run for president. Uh, It's not yet clear where the balloon's parts were manufactured. Uh, The officials said, uh, uh, including whether any of the pieces were made in America, uh, because analysts have yet to look at the bulk of the equipment on the balloon. The officials said that there has not been a determination as to everything the device was capable of doing and its specific intent. However, some pieces have English writing, which could mean charges and sanctions and restrictions for some companies. Uh, The English writing was not found on electronic components so far, but much of the payload has yet to be picked from the ocean floor, as I said. The officials suggested that the U.S. is eyeing sanctions for the presence of the balloon in airspace, which U.S. officials have repeatedly called a violation of U.S. sovereignty and international law, noting the uh, uh, U.S. will also explore taking action against PRC entities linked to the PLA that supported the balloon's incursion into U.S. airspace. President Joe Biden suggested Wednesday that bilateral relations with China have not been affected by the balloon fallout. I doubt that's exactly true. (laughs) But China reacted angrily to the shoot-down, refusing a call with Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin. And if you remember, Blinken canceled his trip uh, on Saturday. Uh, Yesterday, the House voted unanimously to condemn China. Uh, I mean, it's a unanimous vote, but not everybody voted. I'm I'm sure anybody who didn't vote would have voted that way. Uh, Well, maybe not. Depends on which Republicans we're talking about. Uh, The Gang of Eight will be briefed today. In Brazil, Lula is feeling the burn 
Actually, he's not in Brazil right now. Today, Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva will meet with Senator Bernie Sanders. In fact, he's meeting with him right now as we speak. Uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, as part of a recently inaugurated uh, leftist leader's visit to the United States, his first official foreign trip. According to a statement from the administration, da Silva is meeting with Sanders at Blair House in D.C. at 12.30 p.m., which was just 15 minutes ago, according to my time. Uh, five hours before President Joe Biden hosts Lula at the White House. De Silva, w- uh, who arrived at Andrews Air Force Base in Maryland yesterday, is also scheduled to meet with Democratic members of Congress and representatives of the AFL-CIO union. He is accompanied on the, uh, on the trip by numerous members of his ca- cabinet. I wonder, who, I wonder who's watching the store. Is there a vice president? I guess that there's a vice president over there. Uh, Andrews Air Force Base... That's where he came in. Uh, right there off of Route 5, uh, Branch Avenue. Uh, and, and been, I've been on the base before. Went to a bar one, one night in, uh, where was that? Lanham? I think I went to a bar in Lanham. Met this, met this cute girl, and she happened to live on the base. Um, now to U.S. Affairs. Uh, let's start with that noose tightening around that bright orange neck. Pence has been subpoenaed by the special counsel investigating Trump and his role in the insurrection. Special counsel Jack Smith is seeking documents and testimony related to the January 6th attack. They want Pence to testify about interactions between him and Trump leading up to the 2020 election and the insurrection. Uh, Pence's attorney, Emmett Flood, is known as a hawk on executive privilege, and Pence is expected to claim at least some limits on providing details of his direct conversations with Trump. Now, I will say, Pence wants to talk, but he has to, politically, he has to claim executive privilege, right? You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you understand why he has to do that. So there is going to be claim of executive privilege, going to have to go to court. But he's probably, he probably told them. That he, in advance, that he's going to make a claim of executive privilege because he has to as a politician. He probably told them in advance and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He has no problem. Uh, We'll send a subpoena and then then you can challenge it and then we'll move on from there. You know? Anyway, uh, depending on uh, Pence's responses, prosecutors have the option to ask a judge to compel him to answer additional questions and override Trump's executive privilege claims. Apparently... Pence's team has been negotiating for some time as to how this would go. Uh, the, re- <clears throat> the request occurred before the department appointed Smith to oversee uh, two Trump-related investigations, the January 6th-related uh, probe, and, an- and another into the mishandling of classified materials found at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, if you remember, Pence rebuffed an interview request from the House Select Committee that investigated the January 6th insurrection, but allowed top aides to provide testimony in the House probe, as well as in the Justice Department's criminal investigation. Trump may try to assert his own executive privilege before Pence shows up, and it will go to the courts, which have not been on Trump's side in his previous attempts at executive privilege. So I doubt anything bad will happen with that. But... It's still going to delay anything that Pence does. Okay. 
the gift that keeps on giving. So he lied about his mother. He lied about his parents. He lied about his college. He lied about where he worked. He scammed people in Brazil by writing bad checks. He scammed puppies with cancer. He scammed a homeless veteran. But it's not like George Santos scammed an Amish dog breeder or anything. Oh, wait. (laughs) Uh, Representative George Santos was charged with theft in Pennsylvania, Amish country in 2017 after a series of bad checks were written in his name to dog breeders. Just days after $15,125 in checks were made out for puppies. According to the memo, uh, uh, to the memo lines, uh, that's what it said, puppies. Uh, Santos held an adoption uh, event at Staten Island Pet Store with his annual rescue charity, Friends of Pets United. Uh, The charge was dismissed and his record expunged after Santos claimed someone had stolen his checkbook. Someone stole his checkbook and wrote checks to a place where they got puppies and then Santos uh, went and... Uh, to give away puppies? What? And the police accepted that someone stole his checkbook? Uh, Santos is facing at least five law enforcement probes, including an FBI investigation into his role in uh, that uh, that uh, service dog charity scheme tied to Friends of Pet United and a Brazilian fraud case. Oh, maybe maybe Lula da Silva can take Santos back with him. You know, that would be interesting. Hey, oh, I wonder if he's going to bring up Santos while he's meeting with Biden. Oh, 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 the news media has got to ask him about that. Oh, God, I hope they ask him about that today. That would be awesome. <clears throat> so a group of House Democrats insisted they were left with no other choice but to file a resolution to expel Republican Congressman George Santos from Congress. Uh, Representative Richie Torres said, uh, he's from New York, there's something sick about a man who lies and violates every law imaginable. The push came after Santos sat in his first classified briefing yesterday with other members of Congress on the Chinese spy balloon. Why would they let Santos sit in on a secure briefing? Why? That's insane. Why would Republicans do that? Even some members of Santos's own party, including Senator Mitt Romney, are also calling for his resignation, along with Long Island GOP representatives Nick LaLota and Anthony Desposito, who say they support permanently removing Santos. This is a resolution. It only needs two-thirds majority vote in the House, but in order for the vote to take place, the GOP leadership has to bring it to the floor for an up or down vote. There is no word if that will happen. We shall see. They may want to bring their own uh, vote. They may want to just say, no, we'll do it. We'll do it ourselves. Now let's do some news about the news. News about the news. Ah. 
Members of NBC News Guild, including reporters, editors, producers, and other staffers at NBC News, MSNBC, and Today Digital, walked off the job yesterday morning with some rallying outside NBC's Midtown Manhattan headquarters to protest the layoffs and not having a contract since the union's founding in 2019. Yeah, that's right. NBC has been pushing and pushing, trying to stop this union from accomplishing anything. Uh, In a statement Wednesday, NBC News Guild, which is part of the uh, News Guild CWA of New York, explained that last month NBC illegally laid off seven bargaining unit members and informed others that they were no longer members of the union. This, of course, violates federal law. The union has filed six separate National Labor Relations Board complaints alleging unfair labor practices. In 2021, the NLRB ruled in favor of News Guild New York, finding that NBC improperly rolled back wage increases it had previously given NBC News digital employees in a video posted yesterday on social media explaining why they plan to walk off the job. An NBC Guild worker explained that NBC News started off the third year of bargaining, our first contract, by illegally laying off seven union journalists and stripping another team of union protections. NBC News, send a tweet to them telling them about how you're a little disappointed. Maybe that... A couple of million tweets might suggest NBC News do something. Uh, And now we move on to alleged FIBA file, an alleged child sex trafficker, and possibly alleged Russian operative, rapey McForehead, Matt Getz, Matt Gates with 10 other GOP lawmakers, are calling for the United States to halt any additional military and financial aid to Ukraine through the introduction of the Ukraine Fatigue Resolution. Right? Wow. And it's the usual accomplices in this. We'll get to that in a second. Gates' office says if passed, the resolution would express through the sense of the House of Representatives that the U.S. must end its military and financial aid to Ukraine and urges all combatants to reach a peace agreement. Congressman Gates said President Joe Biden must have forgotten his prediction from March 2022, suggesting that arming Ukraine with military equipment will escalate the conflict to World War III. America is in a state of managed decline and it will exacerbate If we continue to hemorrhage taxpayer dollars toward a foreign war, we must suspend all foreign aid for the war in Ukraine and demand that all combatants in this conflict reach a peaceful agreement immediately. You know, let me just bring up a little bit of history here. Okay? Do Do you ever wonder why we waited two years to go into World War II? And defend Europe? You ever wonder why that happened? Republicans were blocking it. We wanted to we wanted to stop Nazis and Republicans didn't want to. Gee, I wonder why. Right? Anyway. Congressman Gates was joined by the following original co-sponsors. And like I said, it's the usual. 
Representative Andy Biggs, Lauren Boebert, Paul Gozar, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and some new names you might not recognize, Anna Paulina Luna, Thomas Massey, Mary Miller, Barry Moore, Ralph Norman, and Matt Rosendale. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, What are you doing this weekend? Anything exciting? Are you going to have a good time? Are you going to try and catch up on some of my old shows? Because I noticed you haven't been listening lately. I know. I've been a couple of episodes. I was partisan. I sounded partisan. I wasn't really partisan. I just sounded partisan. Anyways, Friday. Don't forget the Friday flaming bag of crap left on your doorstep. Uh, That's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, February 10th, 2023. Uh, Friday, February 10th, 2023. I truly appreciate you so much. Bring someone with you uh, today or this weekend. That would be awesome. PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Maybe you want to say hi. Maybe you want to send me a news story. Whatever. It's cool. And remember, always remember, Government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles. 45 minutes, not so bad.